So, Paul, we uh, finished our last episode on the note of talking a bit about your book and your PhD into the loneliness of clergy and the burnout in clergy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the point really wasn't for you to be sharing, um, as I understand it, about the clergy and the institution making comment mm-hmm. about that, but the, the fact that that was a pivotal um, realisation of some deeper systemic aspects of what it is to be church, to, to live a meaningful um, life in Christ mm. in a way that's authentic and non-lopsided. I'm trying to put together yeah. some of the terms that you used to be a little sure. bit consistent. And uh, I'd be interested to know, as you distilled out some of what you learned about the structure, the clergy, some of the things that went sideways and, and the nature of um, the institution, what, what, did, what did it lead you to understand and move into in your own life as far as mm. being a disciple, mm. living out the life and values of Christ? Mm. Um, and I'm sure this is like four or five episodes in and of itself, but yeah, you know, just, just shoot from the hip and, and sure. tell us a bit about that sure. to get us thinking. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> well, obviously doing this research and starting to see all these dots joined together was a real challenge for us. And I've always liked <clears throat> um, the comment that a lot of people are asking, shall I stay or shall I leave church and everything else? Yeah, and the, yeah. the, the key response is, well, what is the Lord asking of you? Is that your key response or the key response you hear? Uh, no, that's my key response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, I've read that somewhere, so it's not my own. But, you know, discern what the Lord's saying. Yeah. So we're either called to stay in. I mean, again, you know, the Lord's coming back for the bride, the church. We're on a winner. Okay, it's looking a little... Shaky. Shaky. And I think... <laughs> Underline a little. <laughs> and I think professionalism does that. It was never meant... There's a book, a book called Paid to Care by Alistair Campbell, and it's a really good, um, I think, analysis of paid care in the church. So, right. Yeah, no, it's right. a really good that, book. That could have been a book about a lot of things, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely, across the board. Um, lost the train of thought. But just to say that... Um, uh, what was the thought? <laughs> Went off into Alistair. Um, so this whole thing of what is a way forward, I suppose, and we, at the time, it just, we were called out of the church. Yeah. Okay, and that was hard because not many people saw the motive or understanding. I mean, We're, we, we're talking like, what, 20 years ago now? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, when, when we first would, was doing this uh, research... We were, were real a Baptist church. Brian Pember, lovely guy, and we journeyed with him. And we had a, we, we have a very close relationship and to this day. And he took on this stuff and it was fantastic. He said, well, let's plant a sister church. Let's open it up. People can go for coffee. We'll ask, you know, what's the Lord been doing? We had illiterate people, you know, trying to read through the Bible. Who hasn't done communion before? Okay, can you run that? And it was it was just trying to do things differently. This is in Melbourne? No, um, New South Wales now. Okay, right, because I didn't recognise that suburb and I just assumed it wasn't in Yeah, Adelaide. no, yeah. I, because of the research, I was invited up there. So, uh, so we went there and we did some really cool stuff um, and... We realised once you do something more organic and open, you don't go back. And so right. everyone who went through that... So you kind of experimented and went, oh, now that I've got a taste for that, I'm seeing how it can work. Yeah, exactly right. Not in a pragmatic way. Exactly right. But in a life-giving way. Exactly right. So so then we, we just kept rolling with this and that led to house church. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's from Adelaide and when we had kids, we didn't want to do that 
traveling, you know, Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne, back. So we, we decided to base ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Um, I took up a job at the university and it, it was an amazing time. I really thought that the research would open up doors for me, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it didn't and that was okay. I took up, you know, ended up writing psychology textbooks but it, it always stayed with me. How do we do church organically? Yeah, not for the sake of being funky, but to avoid no. some of the lopsided issues that exactly, you spoke about. Exactly right. And and what happened? I hadn't, I wasn't aware of this till now. But so we were journeying small organic house churches, and then all of us were hit: cancers and parents dying, and kids, you know, doing various things. And everyone was hit, and we couldn't lean on. Anyone, there was no one left to lead yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, And And that was, we were all broken. I've got all this, th- it sounds great in theory, but yeah. when you've got a group of broken people. There's no department looking it's like, yet. And some people said, look, I love you guys, but I've got to go back for that support, you know, the broader. Oh, okay. You know, and okay. we realised, oh, wow, isn't that interesting? And, you know, we were starting to get too big, so we divide and all that kind of stuff. But what was happening at that time, um, at the university, you know, I was responsible for counsellor training. and. Yeah. And people were saying, this is a bit, you know, I took it over and it was a bit light. And yeah. so I started to get people to tell their stories. Yeah. And so what happened, I thought, wow, all that mentoring with John Mallison. Yeah. Let's get people to tell their stories in the house church. Yes. And wow, things just emerged and so, so, it just took it to another level. So this is already just making sense of, you know, lifeboat stories, which is your, what would you call it? It's not a business, it's a... Well, it's an entity of some description. Yeah, yeah. It's a well. I suppose um, it's a clinical practice. But oh, okay. But, <laughs> Sorry. But, no, no, that's all right. No, no, that's all right. Well, With nothing really. No, Don't no, worry about no, it. No, 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 no. It's it's not really. I, I work um, four days there, but I have one day allocated to uh, Soul Food Cafe. And that's that's the spot. That's the yeah. Space that's that's, that that's the space. That. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So so conversations, we have stories. Exactly. Yep, so yep. it's about giving people self-directed materials to thicken their life story because we often don't know our story let's switch to neuroscience and basically because i'm all over that stuff <laughs> i have to be unfortunately yeah, yeah, yeah. um but no, no it's, it's it's the most exciting time in psychology mm, mm. um i i just can't get enough of it why our understanding of the brain has just been blown apart. Yeah, we yeah. thought, you know, by 25 it starts dying. You know, if you knock one side out, you're buggered. Yeah. Nothing could be further than from the truth. Yeah. Uh, but the, the beautiful thing about what we're understanding now in the latest research is it, it, is it develops from bottom up and it works from inside out. Now, mm-hmm. why is inside out important? Well, the brain's got three basic structures, the brainstem, the limbic system or stress centre, mm-hmm. and then the frontal cortex, which is a verbal area. So yeah. those first two areas are non-verbal. Mm-hmm. Now, to work inside out, we've got to trust our intuition. I remember you saying this recently, yeah. Which is a spirit-led thing. So yeah. when you're with someone and you think, oh, something doesn't feel right, you, you can't verbally understand what's going wrong. Yeah. You, you can't can, download those files. There's no files. Ex- you can't articulate to someone, here is what is wrong. No, 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 you just sense it. That's exactly okay. right. And that intuition is spirit-led life. 
I firmly yeah. believe that. Yeah. And so Kierkegaard, getting back to Kierkegaard, we live life forwards, but we can only understand it backwards. He was exactly right in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. We live out of the centre, the non-verbal. Yes. We understand it verbally backwards. Okay. Got the idea? Okay. Okay. So that's why he would say life is not... Uh, sorry, life is an adventure to be lived, not a problem to solve. You can't think your way out of this. Yeah, yeah. You have to experience it. Yeah. You have to be on the great adventure of life. Yeah. So, so once, and and if you're not if you're not getting out of the bubble, you're not experiencing life, and there's not too much to talk about anyway. You're yeah. getting, yeah. you know. So I think people who are on adventure, you know, a lot of the listeners who have kind of said, "God's called me out of this church." Yeah. I'm really keen to find out what's next. You hook up with other people and you go, wow, I get it. Yeah. And then you start, you know, opening your homes, your fridges, and you have the poor, you know, I've, we have people who've been hit by trains and, you know, got intellectual disabilities come around here. You see God at work at home. Is it also worthwhile saying, because, you know, we, I think we all get spooked at times if we've come out of a bigger church to go, oh, but what are we doing and, and what, you know... We used to at least have some evangelism projects we could be involved with. Sure. Is, are these, are these are moments where we've sent something, we've been led to do something different when it comes to the expression of church, and then our mind kicks in. We try to understand it backwards. Yeah. It, and, and we're still on this adventure, and we question things, and we did, we were kind of caught in the middle between yeah, two absolutely. things in our mind. No man's yeah. yeah, exactly right. What about teaching? What about doctrine? Yeah, exactly. Look, um... What about the kids? Well, that's right. Look, I don't know how to... I've got to be careful here. A lot of the people that I work with, you know, fine Christian leaders, know, and that's my daily work, working with these guys, but they know the Bible, but they don't know themselves, many of them, in clinical practice. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. They know the Bible but they don't know themselves, now, which, which creates a... Well, you, you'll tell me what it means, but off the top of my head, it creates a disconnect between the essence of what the Bible communicates exactly. and how to connect people to that. Exactly. Because you're kind of di- divorced from it, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Passing it on, yeah. dishing it up. Yeah, you're not actually... We're, you know, it's like we're trying to understand life forwards. Yeah. We inhabit the message, and the message works its way through us, not... Um, Dishing it out like a, the slops. Yeah. Dishing it out like a meal. Yeah. Look, um... But don't expect you to understand that because yeah. I barely understand it myself. <laughs> it made me think. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, look... That where, this, do I, where do I go from there? Yeah. Look, the, the whole point that we are in no man's land and that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's being okay with the tension that is not going to be resolved anytime soon. Exactly. So I, you know... It's not a problem to be solved. Look... Yeah, so if you think of the cross, I sometimes sell it like this. Um, no idea Friday, you know, I'm done. I'm done Friday. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I've got no idea. Then you've got uncertain Saturday. Yeah. I don't know why we don't celebrate that. It's going to be hard to sell commercially. No, yeah, exactly. No idea Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's we right. fish. And I then, don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, uh, reminds me of Radiohead. This is my favourite song, Weird Fishes, for whatever reason. <laughs> but, the, yeah, so don't understand. Sorry, um, I'm done. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. The disciples had no idea. It was only the road to Emmaus and yeah. blah, blah. Oh, I even get after, it. Even after the resurrection. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. get it. And that's the I get it Sunday. Now, No to, idea Friday. I've got no clue, said day. Or what, what was yeah, Saturday? Uh, yeah, I've got no idea. So yeah. I, I'm done. I've got no idea. I get it. 
Right. Now, yeah. that's the way the brain works, and that's the way faith works. Yeah, 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 because you were talking in a couple of episodes before, when you think you're burnt out, you haven't gone far enough. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm, so, I'm done. And enter the cross. Yeah. There's, and, a, there's a really important connection. So we, yeah. we, we, are, we often pull out when it really gets interesting. Yeah. So, so... Because we don't, we don't like that tension of not being able to solve something. That's another part exactly. of our cultural mindset nowadays, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Absolutely right. So, well, I might inject a term here that I like. Um, so we're talking about the spirit-led life. We're talking about inside-out. We're yeah, talking about yeah. understanding it backwards. Starting non-verbal, yeah. It's, it's not about programs and understanding it forwards. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, it's about experiencing. It's about the adventure. It's yeah. about not a problem to solve. And it's about being back, faithful. Go, oh, I see what happened I there. get it. And then what we we tend to do is we impose here's the principles we impose it on someone exactly. else who's trying to live it forward. But, but if you if you're not out of the house or the salt shaker or you know what I mean, you're not going to experience it anyway. Yeah. So. So, let's think of spirit led life. Stuart Grimmins, yeah, Australian, really good writer. Yeah, I love his work. God's Gorillas um, and the Spirit Led Life is yeah. fantastic. He, for me, he he writes so eloquently here. But basically, he kind of uses the car. There we go. Doing yeah, that. no, we're all good. Um, we we use the car and um, as an analogy. So, you know, you get a license. I think about my daughters. You know, Dad, t- stop telling me what to do. I say, as soon as you get your license, love, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're on the big adventure. You don't stay in the garage saying. Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. Does this yeah. sound like Christians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so we yeah. stay in the car. We think we could have this wonderful, wonderful adventure if I do theology, if I do X, Y, Z. Well, guess what? You're good to go. Go. Yeah. And that, res- that resonates in regard to what, what qualifies your ministry? Availability. Yeah. Just do it. Exactly. So, so not only do we have the manual, we've got, we've got a license, our salvation. We've got a manual with, you know, how the car works if we need it the Bible, and we've got the GPS that's going to lead us. Now, yeah. I like using the, the concept of toe candles, and they've banged on about this before, never, but never heard that they found these two toe rings. Candles. Toe candles. Now, they turn two rings. I, I can't show people, but one set um, vertically yeah. and one set horizontally on top of it. And what is they, this, like an artefact or something? Yeah, yeah. It was that they found it in archaeological digs. So they kind of think, what are these things? Well, they found out they were the monks' toe candles. They would go to morning prayer just with enough light to see the next step. So these were on their in On their, their toes, toes. On their t- so slotted... A, burn, a, burning, a, a burning. burning candle. And somehow it didn't... Didn't spill over and hurt their toes, but, but they could... By word is it, to my feet. Yeah, exactly. A toe candle to exactly my feet. Exactly right. We've... He has given us enough for the next step. Now, a friend would say, well, and also because of this I-thou, we're in a, like a three-legged race. Now, I don't know if you've done three-legged races. Oh, yeah. Lots yeah. of it. Cut my teeth on those at church picnics. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, you, can, you need to be in unison. You can't go too fast. Yeah. You have to slow down. Oh, and by the way, if you're in the dark and you've got toe candles on, you're relying on your light and his. That's a whole episode of Survivor that I reckon they can <laughs> cut out of that. <laughs> so the point is, it's a mystery. It's yeah, a journey. Yeah. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's act faithfully yeah. and then understand it later on. This is great, Paul. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't need to honour our 15-minute um, uh, podcast time frame. I just need to actually think about it myself. So uh, apologies, guys. Um, I'm going to cut, cut that one at that point and um, allow you to digest that. 
Uh, there's some really important stuff in there in regard to how we function and um, the, the, the truth of who we are and um, what it means to follow Jesus and, you know, be in that three-legged race as, mm. as an I-thou rather than an I-it. Exactly. That's good. Thanks, Paul. Pleasure. Good stuff.